Hi, everyone. It's Peter. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of The Superficial Spirit. Before we jump into today's episode, I want to ask you to take a second to review, follow, like, and share your favorite episode of The Superficial Spirit. Your support means so much to me. Also, if you see me on the street, don't be shy. Come up and say hello, okay? All right, now let's get into today's episode. Hi, everyone. Welcome to The Superficial Spirit, where we explore how pop culture affects our spiritual experiences. My name is Peter Breeze. Join me while we ask a very important question. What the hell did pop culture do to me? everyone welcome back to the superficial spirit this show is for the bravo fans out there and i know there are a lot of you you rabbit housewife fans just like me our guest today is a reality tv show star turned podcaster who got his start on the millionaire matchmaker one of my favorite shows with crazy patty crazy in a good way i know trigger warning i'm not making fun of people with mental illnesses okay um and then started his own podcast behind the velvet rope which has turned into its own hub for reality tv drama honestly there's a lot of things that get said on your show that um causes quite a ripple effect he's been on the superficial spirit before and he's back today to chat about all things bravo including that roni reboot please welcome david yontev what is going on as i adjust hey. my screen to make sure how i look um how are you thank you for having uh, me back listen i i've i've been wanting to have you back since the first time you were on the damn show like you were the first person i talked to that had um like been not just up close and personal with Bravo, but like filmed with the housewives, partied with the housewives, interviewed the housewives. And I like, I'm very candid about the fact that I love Bravo, but I, I'm a housewife fan. Like I do watch Below Deck. I did like Vanderpump, um, but I'm housewives first. And I was like, I can't believe this is your life. I can't believe it. I mean, everybody says that. And, you know, I guess be careful what you wish for. I mean, listen, do I love my job? Yes, I love my job. Doing a seven day a week podcast behind the velvet rope, interviewing the housewives, talking about the housewives. It's when I'm not working, people really think that life is just so wonderful and amazing because you get to hang out with these people at times. And I'm like, it's not, listen, you know, the thing about the housewives is what you see on TV is it's, it's not real, but it is real. Like they are high maintenance, drama filled people. And I say that with all due respect. So when you are working so hard on a podcast and it's like a Friday night, you're just like, I don't care where we eat dinner. I don't care if we eat dinner at seven, eight, eight thirty. So it's like once something becomes difficult and like the personal aspects of my life i'm just like i'm exhausted i can't deal with this so <laughs> hanging out with all these people i mean sounds great i don't know i don't know i'd rather it's, it's all a fantasy somewhere yeah, yeah. kind of like i when i when you were first on the show like a couple two years three years ago it was um I was like, who's the first housewife you met and it was a jersey connection i believe it was kim d right from real housewives of new jersey but since then like can you just list off some of the housewives that you've known and, and hung out with five of them, maybe? 
Ten. Yeah, and I do a lot of like non-related too, but like I mean Luann, Luann, like so I mean I'm I'm in the Hamptons in the summer. Luann, I mean, I when I say to people, no, I'm not <laughs> right indirectly in the middle, but truly, if my house is here that way, only by a few minutes, like not even minutes, like a few blocks is Jill Zarin, and a few blocks this way is Luann. So I tell people like I live between Luann and Jill Zarin in the Hamptons, <laughs> which is not like house a house b and house c but it's it's walking distance to both houses so there's those two you know like i'm close with like bronwyn from the oc oh she's wacky bronwyn's got a lot going on i mean anna from miami i was just telling you i'm in miami like from season two she's actually anna's going to be on this new season of Miami, which I think is known. I think the blogs picked that up. So okay, okay. I'm like, wait a second. Am I revealing? I mean, she's not like a housewife, but she does make an appearance. But that is out yeah. there. I'm not putting that out there. So yeah. those are some examples that have like, come, you know. When you're in the Hamptons and you're like Jill and Luann, like, are you texting friends with them? Like, hey, I'm here. Or is it like you you go to the same places? Or are you like talking on Instagram? All of the above. Jill, <laughs> I mean, Jill, and I mean, we. I, I love Jill. There's such a, Jill listens to my podcast. Now, when I say Jill <laughs> listens to my podcast, I don't believe that. Oh, no, it's true. Because when Jill hears something that she disagrees with, doesn't like on my podcast, I get a text. There's no backstory to it. Hi, the, she just is like, I don't know about this. And I'm just like, Jill, I do seven shows a week. They're not all recorded like at 5 a.m. And it goes out. It's like, I don't know what you're referring to. She's like, it's you're on the show. You're talking. And I'm like, I don't remember what I say on any show. So Jill, <laughs> Jill text. Jill will text. Okay. Jill will text. So texting text. with Jill. Yeah. She and She's when- also kind of like known to be, I mean, I hate to use the word thirsty because they called her that on the girls trip, but she's like, she's totally open to being involved in everything about Bravo and Housewives, right? She is, except she is the one on this, you know, the whole reason we don't have like a Roni legacy show is because of her. Like she is huh. the one that held out for more money. You know, look, the story's out there. I'm not revealing anything yeah. like they gave exactly, listen, you know, business, exactly what you said is what happened when they were calling people back for legacy. Ramona wasn't involved. They called Luann, they called Dorinda, they called Sonia, they called Kelly Bensimone, and they called Jill. And, you know, business is like, you just want to pay the person the least amount to get them to show yeah. up. So I think that their theory is exactly what you said, that Jill's thirsty and she's desperate and she's good at, so Jill actually got the least amount of money, which I don't blame her is insulting when you compare her to like a Kelly Bensimone, who is great, but certainly you think of Jill Zarin in the housewives world before you think of Kelly Bensimone. 100%. And do you know what they offered her like range wise compared to somebody like Dorinda or Luann, who I assumed would be the highest paid? I have heard so many different things. Okay. And and I don't know what I've heard if it's like per episode or for the whole season, but I think it was something like Fifteen thousand dollars per episode, and they weren't going to do fifteen one five, and they weren't going to do a lot of episodes. So I think it came out to be like less than a hundred grand. But none of this is confirmed by Jill. I mean, listen, I I think I think Luann got the most, and I think Sonia might have gotten like second just because she's been there longer than Dorinda, and then probably Dorinda, and then I think Kelly, and then Jill. So. That's, I think, the theory is like, well, let's not offer anything to Jill because she's going to take it. Well, she did it. So, I mean, look, I think it's the greatest thing she did. I think, like, 
and you can't <laughs> call her thirsty now that she basically turned. I like that. Down. I'm glad you said that. Um, and I'm also surprised too. I've talked about this on the show where it's like these wealthy people come on TV, not to necessarily make money because they have money. It's, it's either for the fame or because they're bored. And when you hear something like that, it's interesting because Jill is not like, I need the money. So you need to up it. It's like a principal thing. If you want me on the show, you need to pay me as much as the other girls. Um, and then from a fan standpoint, it's like, oh my God, just do it. Like, don't you want to be, don't you want to give us what we want, Jill? Don't you want to be part of it again? Apparently not. And now we have legacy <laughs> Roni girls trip and, you know, Ramona's in and Jill is out. So it's Oh, is funny that how what they're things... doing? They're not doing the legacy full series. They're just doing girls trip. Oh gosh. I didn't even now know. Now it's become girls trip and Ramona was basically let go. They weren't going to use Ramona for all sorts of reasons. <laughs> yeah. And now she's back in because they need her. I mean, Yeah. And it is, it's a girl's trip. It's already filmed and it's coming out in December. So I say good for Jill. That's just my opinion. I I, I say good for Jill, right? Good for Jill. We're here for it. Um, You know, this is an interesting bridge because one of the things I want to talk to you about was Bethany's new, um, you know... First of all, Bethany annoys me. Like, I I appreciate her reality TV vibe, but she loves the sound of her own damn voice. She just cannot help herself but inject into every damn thing. And her most recent crusade of, like, getting a reality TV show union, like, one side of me is like, I get it. These people should be protected. But then I'm like, well, if they weren't exploiting people, it wouldn't be good TV. Like, if you can't serve liquor, if you can't film overtime, if you can't stress these people out, it's going to be a very polite... That's one thing you said to me when you first came on. if your if your life is just normal, it's not it's not going to be good enough for TV. It has to be a little loose. So, what do you think about her like wanting these protections and unions and stuff like that? I mean, so many people are really like Bethany. People are coming at her like because I just did a show today about it was one of my gossip shows. So I do like the interviews, but then I do these yep. gossip shows where it's just more like informing everyone what's going on and just saying like Bethany, like, what do we think? I mean, most people are not pleased with Bethany these days. Cause you know, I posted, I listened, look at all the comments, you know, I mean, people are saying, is she going to ruin reality TV for us? I, I don't know. I just don't know what is going to come of this, but you know, when you don't need the money, which she doesn't, and she has two top lawyers involved now, I don't think this thing is going away. I don't think she's just going to wake up and say, oops, I'm no. sorry. Dog with a bone, yeah. Something is going to happen. So, look, I know somebody, two people in particular, who texted, this is all hearsay. So I don't know <laughs> if any of this is true. Sometimes people tell me things and I'm like, are you telling me the truth? But I know two people associated with the Bravo world that said that they reached out to Andy to say, like, you know, I'm sorry. And like, look what's going on. Or I don't even know if sorry was used, but just he was like, oh, you know, smoke and mirrors. We're not worried at all. I mean, what first of all, what are you going to say to someone in a text? I yeah. would think I mean, but then I heard from other people that NBC and Bravo are taking this seriously i think you have to take it seriously that someone is like dedicated their moment now to looking into you and two lawyers are involved i don't know it's a look it's a long process right yeah i i i wonder too about how bravo will age because you see like 
Paris, Lindsay, Brittany, people look back and be like, we didn't treat them well. But at the time, it was completely normal for us to, you know, take pictures up their skirt, make fun of Brittany when she shaved her head, make fun of Paris's sex tape. So do you think that in like 20 years, Andy Cohen will be a pop culture figure that people said, you know, took advantage of vulnerable women and people with addiction issues and people like look at Taylor Armstrong season. That was crazy like abusive husband died by suicide and andy was like this is great like line up the cameras do you think that that will age nice like do you think we'll look back and be like andy cohen was the devil and was like taking advantage of people (laughs) i mean like if you think about it you could say what about like kim richards in season you know one to whatever alcoholism and i mean there's so many examples i mean you could point to raquel levis from vanderpump rules and everything that just happened so I don't know. I I really look, people have been saying this for a while, you know, about Andy. So it's not, I I don't know. I mean, listen, I've talked about this on my own show too, in the sense that like, look, I mean, does Andy have extreme exposure? I mean, look, you're going to go after NBC, but I mean, Andy has a lot of money and you're an executive producer. I just think like, it's like Don Lemon. It's like a situation like where something goes wrong, the person that takes the fall isn't necessarily the one guilty, but it is the person mm. in the public eye to make a statement. So personally, yeah. I don't know. My mind always thinks big. And when I hear something is brewing, I always skip over steps like two through 99. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I mean, I personally could see someone like Andy eventually losing his job. And then people tell me I'm crazy because maybe this is all just a bunch of ridiculous noise that I just always think, like, I think if it's a real thing and we get dirty, someone's losing their job somewhere over there. Totally. Heads will roll. They need to. Yeah. Interesting. Right? Like somewhere. So, uh, right? Like if it's going to be a lawsuit and we're looking into an, oh, this whole thing could go away, except if you do five things. I mean, eventually NBC Bravo will say, make this go away because, you know, tonight's show of Roni needs to go out and we don't want this. So it's like, whatever makes the most financial sense is how they're going to handle it. But I think eventually, and mind you, if Andy loses his job, I think it'll be like a Chris Harrison or a Don Lemon with a huge $25 million paycheck. Oh, fuck. Yeah. And I mean, Andy is in his 50s, not that 50 is old, but you already have like $75 million. Now you have this. I mean, I don't know. Wouldn't you just I I would just live. I would live. I I would not. I really wouldn't care. But there's the addiction to the fame that comes in is like he he is. I think fans have a personal connection to Andy. And I think if he was to go, it would cause. It would cause some issues, but I think you're right. If if this goes further and they do want somebody to be accountable at some point, he'll get um, dragged into it. Um, speaking of problematic seasons, like Rachel, Rachel, they used to, they were calling her Rachel to make fun of her. And now she's reclaimed her name as Rachel. She is no longer Raquel. She talked to Bethany for three episodes. I did listen to it. I thought it was good. I thought Bethany was a little hypocritical by saying they're like, they're taking advantage of you and they're making millions and you're getting nothing. And they treat you like shit on camera. And I'm like, bitch, you never had Rachel on your season on your podcast through any at any other time. And you're also just banking in on Bethany. And I know this is a lot of the rhetoric online that's going on about Bethany. What do you think about the Bethany interview with Rachel? And what do you think Rachel's future is with Bravo? I mean, I (laughs) think that like Rachel is, well, she's not returning to Vanderpump rules, which I mean, 
look, if you're just not returning because it was so traumatic, as much as I feel bad for you, I'm like, oh, God, you should just have returned and just taken the money. Now, I also am like, is she suing? Like, does she have a lawsuit in the cause of action? I think like her not going back, I hope for her sake, not that I'm taking sides. I hope there's a bigger reason. Like to me, I would respect her, her team, whoever, if she sued for something. But yeah. if she's just not going back because she can't handle it. I'm like, Ugh, I don't like that narrative. Me, for her, it's like, couldn't you just have gone and got your bag because everyone else is getting theirs? Yeah, so maybe she she has something else planned, like a spinoff or a show. Or, I mean, that season was just so hard to watch. These people on Vanderpump are so desperate; like they're also corrupt and and toxic and sleeping with each other. And it's like the hypocrisy. Lala, I've never talked to her. I know you have. She just seems like the worst. Like the Everyone absolute says worst. That. What do you think of her? I mean, in real life, I mean, I didn't even like her. I loved her. Loved, mm-hmm. smart, like so open, gave a, a great interview. I really, 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 really liked her, which I do not say that about everybody that I interview. So I don't know. You liked her. Do you, was it that she was just authentic and gave you a good interview? That's why. Yes, that's a big part of it. And was also very pleasant and lovely to deal with. Yeah. Lovely. But gave like an authentic interview. I felt like I was really having a conversation with someone who was not trying to talk in sound bites and thinking headlines Mm. and wait, I know what you're doing and I don't want to answer this. Just really like I think I could have asked anything and I got an answer. So when you see her at the reunion freaking out, pointing her finger and being like, you are nasty, you are this, you're... Is that also authentic or you think she's playing the role of the villain and just doing it for TV? I really think... I really think this show was on its last leg and I really think it was going to be canceled. And I really, really think that... You talk about the addiction of fame. Like, I think that... Look, she would have still been Lala. Sheena would have been Sheena. But I think that they knew it. I think they were told that this is the end and that this is your last season. And then I don't think Scandal is fake, but this thing happens. And I just think it's like, imagine if it's not you. I mean, I just think they could act outraged, but I think secretly they were like, thank God this happened. It saved our show, which it did. And I think you have people that now in season 10 know what they're doing. So Lala knows what she's doing. James knows what she's doing. So they just, mind you, by the time the reunion was filmed, it was also a global worldwide phenomenon. So I think whatever they did when they were filming and they knew what they were doing, I don't even know if they expected this reaction, but when this took over the world, I think that they came into that reunion hyped up acting times 10 but uh-huh. I don't, I'm not blaming Lala. I think, I mean, James is throwing things and walking <laughs> out. And I mean, I just think it was all of them just being like, uh, yeah, like I had got to do it regular paycheck and I am not losing this. Not now. So you, you said that you don't think Scandival was fake, but you, I, I sensed a little, like, maybe it was like, I, like, this is the thing, Tom, and Ariana's relationship was already on the fritz. So it wasn't shocking. It was a little shocking that 
it wasn't even shocking that Raquel and Tom hooked up. It would have been, if it was a one-time thing, it would have been like, meh, not surprising. But the fact that it went, I think, over and over and over again was a little shocking. But what parts of it do you think were amplified? Like, what part do you think what was was produced more for the show? Like, for example, Tom dropping his phone at the show and Ariana just picking it up and it happened to be on the video. Like, I, I don't believe that. Do you think Tom and Ariana could have been like, let's let's orchestrate this a little bit? Do you know what I think? I mean, I don't know if you're a Summer House fan. I, I am not. I think Carlin... Well, Carlin Lindsay, I think Carlin Lindsay might be orchestrating this big breakup. <laughs> I mean, Trying I to don't get know. On the, oh. Well, like, look, if you're in love with someone, I mean, they they, they called off the wedding. They were supposed yep. to get married, but they did it. And then they do it on camera. His, I just think if you are in love with someone, couldn't you say to, if this was your soulmate, like, listen. Don't we, I mean, Ariana made over a million dollars in this whole thing. Can't you just say, listen, this is what we should do. And then the person says, this is the most crazy thing I've ever heard. I need to sleep on it. And then you just say, I mean, they called off the wedding. Their friends didn't know. People had hotel rooms booked, but it is what it is, right? So I think, couldn't you say to someone like, we will be apart. I trust you're not going to have sex with anyone else. It's like nine months until we reconcile. Let's have our own scandal. Yeah. Sorry. I like you have that. To, I mean, I trust you. You're not going to have sex with anyone else. So who cares? There's no sex for like a, a year. I mean, you could, I mean, that's not easy, but like a million dollars. It's just one, one it's more season. To, it's like, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it's really, everybody is winning from Vanderpump except for Raquel, Rachel Levis. Like Tom's band is a real thing. It sells out shows now, regardless of what you hear online. Ariana has all those endorsement deals. Everybody's podcast is in the top. Jax is yeah. returned. Jax has a podcast in the top. I mean, add it all up. I mean, couldn't you say to your love of your life, like, let's do this? Yeah. And and not totally and not prank everyone in a year, not say whoops, but just we're both in on it together. And in a year on the show will reconcile i don't know i like it oh god that's so cool that 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 is taking like reality tv by the horns if that's what they did a little soulless but like you know the money is and it's I'm, hard to say no to that and i'm not even like i'm not so convinced because like look i mean calling off a wedding and rumor is like he told her i mean that's like i, I do believe it's true but i believe it is less true than like scandable to me is true i don't think it's yeah. fake i do think it's weird the phone falls out you have it you yeah. still remember the password i mean i guess everybody would check someone's phone i guess but uh, i don't know to check someone's phone it's like here's the thing if you check someone's phone aren't you definitely gonna find i don't mean cheating or videos but like there's it's weird to me like you're gonna find something that is strange or that you don't like so why would you do that like uh, here's the thing this is an example like i have you this happens to me all the time like you're talking to someone on the phone you're like okay i'll talk to you later bye i'm in the middle of something so i'm not hanging up but you're also not (laughs) hanging up right but so like this happens all the time so i know i didn't hang up so i'm just doing my own thing and i see that we haven't hung up but the other person 
is now not hung up. Now, I've never had someone say something bad about me, but I'm cringing that like if this person that I will still be friends with them, if they said something bad about me, I would just be like, this is so awkward now. So I actually then cringe. of like, I don't want to hear like, because I can hear now you're having a conversation with someone. I don't want to <laughs> hear it. So it's the same thing with like a phone. If you pick it up, especially if you're dating someone like, how is Risky. that going to end well? Even if it's not a video and you're not yeah. cheating, something is going to just. You're going to find something totally. Yeah. Yeah, it was a crazy moment. Great season. I don't know if the show will continue to be as explosive, but we'll we'll see. I mean, it's hard to it's hard to repeat that stuff. Um, speaking of, I wasn't gonna ask this, but just talking about Vanderpump, and you mentioned James Kennedy, who I think is so fucking hot. And you remember he when is. he first came person, on that show? So oh God. When the rumor was he was hooking up with that gay dude who was in the cast. Do you think that was real? Do you think he's bi? And that gay dude is really good friends with Lala. Like he's on yeah. the show. I mean, if you yep. look and he's yeah, yeah, there yeah. and he's um Logan. Um Logan. Do I yes. think James is gay or bi? I mean, no, but I think that, you know, I mean, the party I a lot of straight things happen at the end of the night. Yeah, I think that. <laughs> I think there's a lot of straight dudes that look. I think plenty of straight men would say, "Get the fuck away from me! This ain't happening." Yes. Yeah, but I think plenty like James would be like, and maybe I'm just stereotyping because he's British. But yeah, I think back in the day when he was single, James would be like, "Sure, why not? You know, do what you want to me. I mean, just, do what you want with my body, that. honey." Yeah, so I do. But I mean, I also think James is extremely hot. I think actually oh. the hottest guy on the cast. Oh, 100%. He's just, my God. There was a clip that was going viral of him playing the Vanderpump theme song at one of his shows. Everybody going crazy. I would have died. I would have died. Yeah, love him. It's weird. It's like Tom Sandoval does all these. I mean, his. I've seen the band twice. I've covered it for my podcast. And it's actually like, it's cover songs. So it's good because you would know the songs. I'm like... Yeah. You should end with the Vanderpump theme song. I think, I guess I understand why. I mean, I just assume it's like, I want to distance myself in the sense that like, it's his band is turning into like the Countess Cabaret. It's really getting legs on its own. There are people that follow City the City and like, it, it's a real musical thing now. So I yeah. think however it started, it's kind of like they're touring for like, the whole rest of this year. Wow. Wow, good for I him. don't think they're doing I'd a date every week, but it's yeah. Then that, I said this on my show. I'm like, you all hate him, but wait till he comes to whatever town you live in. And then some woman from Michigan DM me, and she's like, you know, you are <laughs> everything you said was so right because here it is. <laughs> and I'm staring at my computer, and I hate him, but I live three blocks from the venue. Of course, I have to go. I'm like, of, of course. course. All yeah. I know is that is now a ticket bought for Tom Sandoval and the five million other people in your hometown just said the same thing. And now the show is sold out and everyone's getting paid and he's making money. Yep. Um, when the Countess came to Toronto, yeah. When the Countess came to my city, I went, I didn't know what to expect. I really, really underestimated the reaction that these people would have when she walked out. It was like madonna and i think the only thing i can compare it to is my boyfriend is really into star trek and if you get into a room with a bunch of truckies they freak out it's the same with bravo fans like they were crying they were shaking luann was singing off key but we didn't care it was really really freaking cool so i imagine with tom and his band it would be the same it's like you're not really there for the music you're there to experience 
the Bravo celebrity doing their weird live show. This is how Luann has a sold out tour throughout. Now, could you could you imagine if you went to BravoCon? It's like it is. Oh, no. I'm not going Too this much. year. I I've gone. I mean, I'm going to cover it for my show. I've gone to the other two. It's not for me, but I'm not putting my nose down. The thing is, it's like there's two reasons to go. You either there's a whole there's pictures, there's organized pictures that you can get, like from nine to ten, get a picture with Sutton and Garcelle, ten to eleven, yeah. they, like. I interview all these people, so I don't need a picture with them. And then there's these panels, which I don't know. I feel like, I mean, it's all canned answers. You're not going to sit up there and really. And so the thing is, and we find out what happened at BravoCon, right? Within like seconds of it happening. So I'm like, I'm going to cover it for my show, but I'm not going to attend. It's literally yeah. too much for me at this point. It's too much. I've heard. I've heard that it's too much. Um, okay, let's talk about the reboot now with Roni. I friggin' love it. I think they did such a good job with casting. I was nervous because, I mean, Andy said a few things years ago about, um, you know, signs that Housewives would be on their last legs, and one of them would be All Stars type cast. And then we, so we got the um, Girls Trip seasons. And I'm thinking when those started coming out, I love them, but I'm like, oh, is is Bravo starting to see signs that Housewives is on the decline? And then when they canceled Roni or like we're reimagining it and announced the legacy cast in the reboot, I was like, I don't know. Like I would watch them both, but I was I wasn't quite convinced that it would be successful. But I think that the reboot is great. I think the cast is amazing. The drama is subtle, but it feels real. And you can see it escalating, right? Like it, it's a really great dynamic. And I, I'm so impressed that Bravo was able to do this. And completely, all of the bullshit seasons from before have gone from my mind. And I'm just so hooked onto this new cast. It's great. Yeah, it's kind of like I've made changes on my podcast throughout the four and a half years that we've been open. And it's kind of like, listen, people hate change. So every time I make a big change, I mean, I try to do it really subtly and quietly. But I mean, <laughs> if you have a Monday through, you know, Sunday programming and these two people are always there Thursday and Friday and then they're not, I guess it's not that <laughs> subtle. But I try and then everyone revolts and some people like drop off. And I'm like, listen. Not to sound like I have an ego, but sometimes as the network behind the velvet rope or Bravo, it's like, it's almost like saying, you know what the people want before they know it. That's how I feel. Mm. And it's like a vision. So it's like everyone goes crazy on me and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, okay, whatever, but just trust the process. I feel like it's that. I think it's like the thing that people don't realize is this franchise you love it there's a lot of people that love it and then there's a lot of people that don't like it but the people that don't like it are still watching it and the thing is it has legs so it's like do you see what i'm saying like it has mm. legs so it's like like it 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 can go on does that make sense yeah, so even if like, people yes people are hate watching it or they're love watching it they're they're watching it and that's that's kind of the whole point um do you like I, I saw online that they were thinking of doing um Atlanta reboot, which doesn't surprise me because this season was so bad. I barely got through it. Same with OC. Like what what's your sense or do you have any inside scoops on reboots for the rest of the cities? 
I think, well, there is this talk in, I, I don't know about, I think the OC is considered like a success of a season. Like, I mean, I'm not saying I, I mean, I'm not saying that I'm enjoying it, but okay. I believe like, look, the ratings are better than they are for New York. And I think that a lot of people feel the OC is like back to its old form of like fighting on, on a boat and fighting over this. And I will agree with you. It's not, I'm not enjoying it. The OC at all. Yeah. But I think really, if you look at every franchise, Potomac, OC, Salt Lake, which is starting, I really think if someone said to me right now, what franchise is the most in trouble right now? I would say 100% Atlanta. I absolutely, last season of Salt Lake, I absolutely hated it. Season three, I absolutely hated. I could not watch it. It was horrible. I am thrilled that it's back. It's premiering tonight. By the time this comes out, I'm sure we'll already have. I mean, we have Angie's upgrade. I mean, I'm sorry. We have Mary Cosby back. Like, sorry. I don't know. I don't know what else. Right? (laughs) So I'm going to, I'm so excited for Salt Lake. And I thought last season was horrible so it's possible to turn things around i think right now the number one franchise in trouble is atlanta this the the past two seasons 14 and 15 but this past season of atlanta was literally unwatchable it was horrible horrible so what are they going to reboot it do you think like i saw instagram there were like some rumors that they're thinking about it what what's your sense there were rumors and then there was like a lot of calling it back of like nothing is confirmed. I saw another ridiculous rumor, which is not going to happen, that they're thinking of bringing the entire first year cast back without Nini, of course. Once you sue the network, you can't really come yeah, yeah. back. But yeah. like they're not bringing Kim Zolciak back to Bravo. All the stuff she has going on in her life does not make her a good housewife. It actually makes her too toxic for the network. Really, Ooh, that's so, a, that, and that that's toxic. If you're too toxic for Bravo, she. I don't think they you. want that anymore. And yeah. so I think like the Roni, the ratings are not great for the new Roni. But oh, the, really? Huh. They're not great, but the cost of salary is so low. I guarantee you, Bravo considers it a success. There's no bots. There's no racism. There's no family feuds. There's no private investigators. There's no dark, dark social media feuds. The fans are not toxic. Melissa versus Teresa. I guarantee you that for a first year that they consider this a huge success. And also we've gone from like $3.3 million in salary approximately to like $300,000 in salary. Oh so my God. trust me, wow. I'm telling you for everyone that doesn't like it, I bet you. So I think that I don't think they're going to bring back. I think Atlanta reboot. I mean, I've also heard they're thinking of just keeping like Sheree and Candy and Kenya and then bringing mm. I don't know if that works. Yeah. I don't know if they've that, been on TV for too old long. and young. And I'm not saying yeah. they're old, but like, let's face it. The new Atlanta, like, think about it. If you think of every scenario, aren't you most excited for 35 to 45? Yes. Hot Atlanta. Who are the influence? Just what they do with Roni. And I like my housewives older, so I'm not aging, yeah. but who are these new interesting women that live in Atlanta and they're going to go for money and it's going to be just like New York, but the influencers of Atlanta, they could make it so interesting and aspirational and fighting over nothing that I think it will be a great Atlanta. 
There's this thing that I think happens with Housewives when they've been on TV for too long that they start self-producing. And people like Kenya and Sheree know the game too well. Like it's Kenya, whenever she's in a situation that she doesn't like, she's like, I'm not doing this. And she just is like stopping. But to be a good housewife, you need to kind of like go with the flow and let things evolve. And when they've been on TV for like 10 seasons, I feel like they're too aware of the process and it stops authentic moments from happening. And that's when you get the artificial drama. So I feel like there maybe should be a cap on housewives. Like you can only be on TV for five years and then we're going to move on to someone else because it's the, it. you need to be naive to the system a little bit in order to get the really, really great drama. You need to forget that you're on TV. You need to not realize the reach. You need to be like, Oh God, I can't believe I said that on camera. That's what's really great about reality TV. Not people who are like selling all these businesses and have been on TV for 10 years and they're just trying to maintain their clout. I feel like fresh, fr- like a whole fresh cast is much better than mixing old with new, like you said. And I just listen, I think, I mean, listen, I think that we mixed old with new. We had Ebony and Leah, who were yep. approximately the same age and they were new, with Ramona, Sonia, and Luann, who were old and an older age. Yep. OG. So oh, yeah. I just don't think it works. I really don't think it works. It's like, you know, and I think this new group, look, do I think producers and Andy and corporate and everybody involved in the new Roni sat the cast down and said, we are not going toxic. You will lose your job. We are not going there. Do not dig. Do not do social media. Like, you know, we have little fights on social media, but like, let's keep it light shade. I think they were told, and I think they grew up watching Housewives. And I think they came in knowing, having been warned, but also understanding how dark Jersey is, how dark. And by the way, I don't think Jersey is going to even be dark when it comes back. Now you have rumored Jackie and Melissa are fighting over a book that Jackie wrote a book, gave a copy (laughs) to Jen Fessler. She read it. She didn't give a copy to Margaret to pre-read it. Margaret's mad. So I think even in Jersey, Melissa and Teresa haven't spoken. They're not going to speak all season. I don't know about the end, but I think, I think just whether you're toxic, like I think that, yeah, I think they're going to get a new group of people from Atlanta. I think they're just going to get it and yeah. understand what to do, but also not try too hard. That's why Roni works, because they don't seem like they're trying too hard. And if they did, it yeah. wouldn't work, but they don't. And so I think it's just like perfect. I agree. I agree. I hope there's more reboots. I'm not a huge, like, I like Jersey has had some amazing seasons. I've met Teresa in real life. That's one of the ones I have met. Um, but I find that the feud is, is like the Melissa Teresa thing is just so tired. And I feel like Teresa is one of those people that isn't really playing the game anymore. She's like, I'm here for the money. I'm here for the platform. You're not going to catch me doing anything crazy. And I'm going to control the storyline. That to me is not a good housewife. You need to like, let go a little bit. And Teresa's just too, she's like, um, you know, the star of a, of a show who's like making all the demands because she's the face of it. She's gotten too. I guess too influential for that little ecosystem. Bye, Teresa. I That's think, what I think. No, I mean, I think Jersey behind the scenes is the most toxic of all. Like they truly, and I think Potomac is probably second. Like Ooh, Jersey, yeah. Jersey, like they do everything that they're accused of. They have finstas and and try to manipulate podcasts and try to like put out the narrative and like. 
God, it's like, isn't that exhausting? Oh, and like, shit. even now, in, even now in Potomac, Giselle and Robin just apparently said something about the Grand Dame on their podcast and Karen's clap back, but that's not even, but like Jersey really tries to create a narrative off air when they're not on or when they're filming. And it's like, that's just, I don't think like, I can't picture like Garcelle and like Sutton trying to get to bloggers and manipulate them and say yeah. all this stuff. It yeah. just doesn't, and like, even like Salt Lake, I can't picture like Meredith or Lisa doing that. And <laughs> maybe just, Lisa, they, she's a little cuckoo. They, yeah, maybe, but like, they don't, <laughs> you know, they don't, you know. What, what do you think the possibilities are of um, Andy or slash Bravo doing brand new cities? Like there was a rumor Maybe it was last year about Scottsdale, Chicago, and Nashville, Real Housewives. And I was so friggin' excited because I I loved Salt Lake. I agree with you. Last season was a little meh. Um, well, have you heard anything about them doing brand new cities? Do you think that's in the works? Dubai I've was also kind of a flop. Heard Dubai was kind of a flop. Dubai is coming back. I heard that. Yeah. But when? It's been like so long. It's been a while. I mean, a lot of people I know like Dubai. It's another one. Like, maybe I didn't give it enough credit, but I couldn't really get into Dubai. Yeah, ditto. But have you heard things about other new cities? I mean, I've also heard New Orleans. I don't really... I think it's like... I don't know. It's like a fine line to me. I think if you're going to reboot certain cities, I think... Like, I almost think there shouldn't be a new city until you deal with every city that you have like if uh, we're like i feel like we have a new city it's called new york now if we're gonna have a reboot yes, in Atlanta, okay, true. i think if we're gonna keep rebooting certain shows and i do think if we were gonna reboot something after atlanta it needs to be the oc that yeah. that's oh yeah yeah I mean, totally. Shannon, uh, we've seen everything. Oh, Shannon. Shannon. Emily and Gina never understood their presence from day one. 100% agree. Yeah. Why? I have a thing for Heather because I like watching super rich people on TV. So I enjoy watching Heather. Fine. Fine. Yeah. I, I get the super wealthy. Yes. Fine. She has the escapist factor. Yes. Tamara. I don't even think Tamara's doing what classic Tamara should she's, do. She's you know? trying too hard because she got put on pause. They let her come back. And now she's, she's like, desperate. I, yeah, it's it's I feel bad for her because I, I can imagine her watching it back and being like, oh, God, like, but what else are you supposed to do? They fired you. They fired Dorinda. They put all these people on pause, Rinna, and then you, you're the one who gets to come back. It's like there's a lot of pressure on her to perform. And it just seems so contrived. Like, it's just so, so, so fake. And there's got to be wacky people in the OC. Like, oh, my God, there has to be like, go find them. And even that, like, not to take it back to, like, Laguna Beach and the hills, but, like, do that. Get a bunch yes. of, like, Lauren Conrad's and Kristen Cavalieri's that are just, like, I mean, we have Selling OC and we have Selling yep. Sunset. They're both yep. brilliant shows. Yep. You can find that version type of personality in the OC that would be a housewife and just run with it. That yeah. would be great. Why not Heidi Montag? Man, she she would probably like a job. Well, she's been talking about it. <laughs> she's been talking about it. Or I had her on my podcast. What about Audrina Patridge? Oh, perfect. Yeah, one of those girls. They've been on TV before. They get it. Yeah, I like that. I don't know. I mean, but on something, I have a weird feeling they're not going to reboot the OC. I mean, but I really hope that they do because I think this season is awful. Yeah, it's not good. 
Um, okay. We, we only have a little bit of time left and I wanted to ask you about, this is not Bravo. So I don't even know if you watched it. So I'm going out on a limb here, Okay, but did you watch, um, real friends of WeHo? With I, well, first of all, I did for two reasons. One, now that I split my time between New York and LA, I mean, I'm there. And two, I was reached out to by MTV to have Joey Zazik on my show. So I was like, I now have to, I didn't watch it for a minute, but then I'm like, now I have to watch it because this person is coming on my show. I mean, all the things you heard about, I mean, I was in LA. It was true. They were truly getting booed when it came on at the bars. Like it was the, everything you read is the real deal of what happened, but go on, talk to me about the show. I just want to know what you think, um, because as a gay guy, I'm always like, I would love to be on Housewives. I would be so good. I want to confront somebody at at a dinner table. But historically, gay groups of friends have not done good on docu-soaps. Like for whatever reason, we're not able to get the viewers or we're not able to create authentic drama. So I wanted to see if you had watched it, what you thought and to why isn't a group, why don't we have a successful housewives type show with gay guys? I think a couple of things. I think first of all, you're casting a bunch of people that can lie in the press all day. These were not real friends. Let's just start there. The real friends we have. This is not a group of actual friends. That is the first thing. Sure, some of them knew each other. The second thing is they're all more or less in the industry. So like, for instance, like, let's just take Brad Goreski. There is no way in hell that Brad is going to get dirty. It's not going to happen. Brad is like w- styling a Sarah Highland and styling, styling Leah Michelle and is on the red carpet on E. So Brad is great at the game, married to Gary, who is also great at the game. So Brad will never get dirty. He's never going to yeah. go there. It's not authentic. I'm not trying to just pick on him. Then you have Todrick, who also, yeah, it's kind of a redemption. I mean, a lot of people don't like Todrick, but he too has this whole agenda. Granted, you almost have nothing to lose because of the whole yeah. brother and everything. But like even him. So it's like, I think they made a mistake by choosing. I understand why they chose these influencers with the name, because I mean, I just don't think it works. Like, I actually don't think it works. Like, let's have Heidi or like, I think. Yes, Brad has a following. Todrick has a following. This one has a following. Yeah. Let's put it all together. That's a built-in audience. Not really. I no. think if they really took a group of real, true, like we are going to, you know, the way casting works is like they'll talk to me and accidentally I'll say something without even realizing, although I probably wouldn't because I know how this works. And you just mention a name and you had it, you focus, you had a conversation, you didn't even know what you were saying. And they're like, who's that person, Jeff, that he seemed to not yeah, yeah, like? Yeah. And then somehow, because that's they find this Jeff, and it turns out we fucking hate each other. That's why I didn't bring it up to you. And the next thing you know, I'm cast and Jeff is cast. And now my real friends are cast who are also. So it's like, I think if they really found a group, look, that's why Vanderpump Rules has worked, yes. especially in the beginning, is like, it's yep. a real, true group. I mean, Jax is now filming and is saying things about Sandoval that are not so bad. It's like, Oh my God. Yeah. I mean, it's all for, so I think that they really should have just, and like, you know, look, there's a lot of people in WeHo. It's not like these people are Brad Pitt and Julia Roberts, but there's still people that are, I mean, 
I guess you want people that are somewhat aspirational and doing well in their life financially, but I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of it's WeHo. There's a lot of people that come to LA to, to yeah. struggle and get into acting. Like, couldn't you have gotten like a real true? It's not that hard. You get a real no, exactly. group of friends. They could all be hot. They, I mean, this one slept with that one. These are two boyfriends. Yeah. So I think it's like if they just did it differently and no, it's not coming back. And no, I don't think MTV is trying to revamp it. And I don't think any other network is now saying like, we could have done this better. Let's do it. No, I think that it's sucks. like DOA. Ugh. But I, I didn't hate it. Like I actually liked I thought Curtis was the best part about the whole show. The actor yeah. who just kind of came. That's just yes. my agreed. Opinion. Agreed. Yep. I did I find him. Some I of the others to be fake and trying to act for the cameras for their big mm-hmm. moment. Yeah, and Too then contrived. I thought other people, yeah, like a Brad would never ever get dirty, no matter what, because they care about. And I thought a lot of people were like that. Brad probably the most, but others too. Like yeah. even Todrick is trying to now create an image of what the public thinks about him, right? Yeah, I was excited when I saw it, but it, it kind of was a dud before it even debuted because people were just not into it at all. They didn't want to see Todrick. They didn't believe that they were friends. The cast was already talking shit in the press. But I think, yeah, people really underestimate. They say reality shows are fake, but they really do need real friendships if they're going to work. Would you ever do a Bravo show? Would you ever be like, we're going to we're going to do it about your life? Yeah, I would do a show in a second because like, I know how it works. Like, and I wouldn't care. Like I would understand I am signing up and this, however, this experience is you are going to edit this and you are, it's, you're not going to do me right. You might do me right seasons one through four, but if it's an ensemble cast in season five, I'm getting mine and you're going to make me whatever. So I personally would not care. I would say this is the first year salary, second year salary, take the <laughs> salary for all the years. And I would just say like, this is the job I really would. And then I would probably not read any of the comments online. I'm almost at the point now of like, I just, just got to stop reading all these comments yeah. and then just exist and just, I don't know. I, I don't think I would take it personally. I think I'd be okay with anything you said about me. So if, if they come knocking, you can you can reach out to me to be a friend of okay because we know each other we've spent two hours together david we're practically best friends we gotta think of some concept and it's it's you know listen it's so hard to get a show i have someone that i'm friends with and she pitches shows all the time and she's always like (laughs) like about herself yeah i'm like listen she drags me into some of them i'll always say yes because i'm not doing all the work like to do the work and go to a pitch it's a lot of work. And yeah. then, I mean, it's like more power. This is how it works. Everyone's pitching yeah. everything, but like, it's so much work for something that like, what is it? 1% chance will ever happen. So when I get dragged in, I'm like, sure. And then I show up and I'm part of a pitch, but like to get there, she's done like hours and hours and hours. Like I just don't have that in me because yeah. I'm just so pessimistic about how this works. But I would love to pitch something if you have any ideas. I'm going to start thinking. Yeah, let's make it all happen here. Last question. Have you seen Erica Jane in Vegas? And if not, when are you going? I have not. And I am going, what is today? I'm going twice. I'm going in about (laughs) 
what is today? From the day we are recording this, I'm going in two weeks and four days. Oh. And then I will be back in December to see it again, to see if there's any changes. And I will what? be covering it on my show. Okay, good, good. Everybody can pay, um, listen to Behind the Velvet Rope. Great podcast. I can't wait to hear what you think about Erica. I'm so, I love that she does her pop star thing. It's like, I want to be Erica Jane. I want to be, I want to become a pop star and buy my own fucking record sales and go to Vegas and do a residency. Why the hell have you ever seen, have you ever seen her live before? I haven't. It is a gay man's heaven. Okay. Like yeah, she's what a drag queen. There, yeah. What <laughs> is there not to like? And like, I gave her a lot of flack because when I saw her on the other tour, I was like, as soon as I saw it, this is before all the problems with Tom. I just said to myself, I don't even understand what I'm watching. Like, how is the Who is paying for this? Because this exactly all, like, but now I think with Vegas, it's it is funded i think that's the casino house of blues like it's a real thing so like now they're paying for all these costumes and all of that because they're making so much money it's bringing people to the hotel it's like now a real gig where she's making money and no one's up her like before i do think it was like daddy give me the money and it was a self-indulgent but i mean Let's no, just look at not. this concept, Erica Jane in Vegas. Like, how has it taken this long to I come know. up with this concept? I know. Like, this, this should never end, you know? So good. Well, David, listen, thanks for coming on the show again. I appreciate it. You're always Anytime. giving me the fantasy. And I'll definitely have you back. Um, enjoy, Erica. I'll and have to have her- you on my show too. Hey, anytime. I'm the real housewife of Burnaby, BC in Canada, honey. So- you heard it here first. And you're where you're not in Toronto. And were you ever in Toronto? No, I was. Wow. Yes. And now I'm back in Vancouver, just outside Vancouver. I met two guys from Toronto at the Tom Sandoval show. From oh, who? Daria. They, they came up to me and they said, we listened to your show. And I'm like, oh, now you're my new best friends. And then we actually went out to the Abbey another night. Dario Hi. and Luis. Do you know them? They're a couple. I do know somebody named Dario, but I don't think he dates boys. Not that I know of anyone. Okay, well, this is somebody named Dario with an actual husband. So, or boyfriend. So they are, you know, they're there. One's Brazilian and one is, I think, Canadian. I don't know. Come to um, Vancouver soon and I'll take you out. We do have the Real Housewives of Vancouver. It was two seasons. It was wild. So, okay, I like it. I should send you some clips. Seriously, anyone, everyone should just listen to Behind the Velvet Rope and follow Behind Velvet Rope on Instagram. And it's gossip, it is interviews, and it's mostly Bravo, but we do do non-Bravo too. I love my selling son. You're expanding. You're very versatile, honey. I'm versatile, baby. I like could have told you that one. I'm an equal opportunity. There we go. Well, thanks for coming on, David. I'll talk to you soon. Anytime. Keep in touch.